power rankings aren't good for much, but I looked at Annie this week, but tell you two things. The Dolphins are super hot. Well, my preseason Super Bowl pick, the LA Chargers, have some problems. Welcome back to The Slant, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hogan, and I'm joined by Eric Smith, senior writer for the LA Chargers team website. And we're going to talk about that decline, I suppose, from the LA Chargers that you saw across power rankings this week. Before we get into it, it's nighttime over here, Eric. Hope we're not pulling you away from your lunch, your nice lunch over there. No, no, good. I, no joke. I have a hamburger right here. Uh, I was eating <laughs> on it before, so uh, I'm I'm happy to do it. I'll, uh, I'll I'll go back to that in a couple minutes. Where's the uh, Where's the go to hamburger spot when you're over in LA? Uh, just here in the team facility, they have food for players and staff, so it's a good deal. Of course, right. Talking of players and staff, I suppose that's the best way of getting into it. There's a few fewer this week than there was, I suppose, two or even three weeks ago going into the season. The LA Chargers injuries are really one of the main headlines as we approach week four maybe but most importantly because everyone like i viewed them as a real super bowl contender are we over analyzing what these injuries are or is an injury to your starting quarterback an injury to a superstar like joey boza and your left tackle and an all pro a second team all pro and maybe a first team from this year is that enough to have us as worried and to justify our worry this early in the season? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not good news, right? Like, I don't think we can sit here and say that, like, it's great because obviously the preference would be for everyone to be fully healthy, right? Like, that's how what, what the Chargers want. That's what every team wants. But that's just not how the NFL works. You know, every team is going to be banged up at some point. Like, you don't want your top-tier players to be hurt and missing extended time. But that's just kind of what how life is right now for the Chargers. Um, and it's going to be up to them to kind of weather the storm and get through it. You know, it's like Rashawn Slater is probably out for the year. And Justin Herbert is, you know, he has the rib injury. He's going to be dealing with this for a little bit. It's how can he manage that and play with that. Uh, Joey Bosa, we just put him on injured reserves. So he's got to miss at least four games. Um, can Chris Rump, the second, step up in his place? So that's, you know, like, there's a cliche, right? Like next man up. We've heard it a million times, but that's literally where we're at right now. Like that's just the situation we're in. Guys got to step up. Uh, the league is not going to stop. The games are, we, we got a game in, you know, four days against Houston. Like they have to go play and whoever's out there has got to step up and, and make plays. I suppose the thing is next man up to a point, there's a clear reluctance to take Justin Herbert off the field. It's, when it's so early and I, we just put out a stat in our own Twitter feed about how there's so few teams are three and oh, so few teams are oh and three. There's a level of parity across the NFL that hasn't existed since at least 1970. Wins aren't as important right now. Is it kind of you take the hit or is it just that Chase Daniel hasn't had a win in the NFL for however many years? He's been a journeyman for too long. Across a 13-year career, he's been with seven teams. That you clearly have a head coach there in Stady who has even attributed his aggressiveness and fourth down to saying Justin Herbert is just too good to take off the field. Yeah, I think that was a unique situation. I think the way I'd term it, just because you know we weren't sure if Justin was even going to play. You know, so there were just so many unknowns last week. You know, how is he going to manage the injury? Can he play? How well is he going to play? And then once it just got to the end of the game, you know, Justin wanted to be out there. And 
you know, it played out the way it did. Um, you know, Coach Staley said on Monday, I think that uh, it was his decision to leave him in the game. And if it were to come to that again, you know, we, he'd revisit it at, at that time. You know, hopefully we don't have to deal with that again, right? Like 38 to 10, we don't want to be dealing with that anytime soon. Um, so that's just how it played out, um, you know, but Justin is going to give it a go and we'll see how, how Sunday goes. And obviously, you know, with Slater gone for the season, it's a massive knock, but you also have to think Keenan Allen and Corey Lindsay are coming back into the fold. The offense hasn't really been able to go at the high expectations that we expected from it. It hasn't been given that chance yet. Can we kind of hope that, like, look, Michael Williams had an absolutely amazing touchdown grab the other day. When you put your Keenan Allens out there, when you have Corey Lindsay and All-Pro Center back in there, do you think that they're kind of okay and we might be overplaying this a little bit? Yeah, I think they're going to be okay. I think it's just been some early season struggles and the injuries haven't helped. You know, like in, in Mike's case, like you said, he looked really good against the Chiefs, but then they figured out, okay, we need to put a lot of resources on him. Uh, they were doubling him, Jacksonville was, I mean, almost every play on Sunday. And then it's up to other guys to get open, and that's just, you know, a lot to ask from young guys who aren't looked at as your number one or number two wide receiver. Um, you know, I think the offense is going to be fine in the long term. I understand fans are frustrated right now. And, you know, I think the biggest concern is obviously the running game. If the running game can get going, that will open up the pass. But when you can't run the ball and people know you're throwing and they can tee off, you know, the edge rushers can tee off, it just makes it really difficult. So overall, I think the offense is going to be fine. But the easiest way for that to happen is for the run game to, to get clicking. Rashawn Slater would be known as a phenomenal run blocker. Austin Eckler on the ground this year has been pretty much non-existent. I mean, he has 32 carries for 80 yards. Like, the the Chargers are dead bottom right now in terms of the run game. And, look, they're second in the league in passing, but they've kind of done it in funny way from the people that are around them. The Bills are around them. The Eagles are around them. The Dolphins are around them. But the thing with the Chargers is, like, it's not like they've been playing from behind and having to throw the ball like they have played with leads yet the run game isn't there like that's kind of what's worrying is that they have no run game at all really right now so is it that Austin Eckler just has to stand up behind now a left tackle that isn't going to be as strong in the run game yeah I just think like I said that's just kind of how it played out like with the run game um you're right you know we've had the lead for maybe a seven quarters, you know, between the Raiders and the Chiefs, we were winning, you know, most pretty much all the first game and most of the second game. But at the same time, when you have the lead and you try to run the ball, teams know you're going to try to run the ball. So, like, they load up the box and they try to stop that. Clearly, it, it hasn't been effective. I mean, I think we can say that. Like, it doesn't matter what point in the game, whether we're winning, losing, it's tied, you know, the run game has not clicked yet. Um, I know that's a big focus for for players and coaches right now and um, you know, Houston is among the league's uh, worst run defense, for, for lack of a better term. You know, they're towards the bottom. So something's going to give on Sunday. Right. And we'll get to Sunday in a minute. But I suppose I want to change quickly over to the defense, because obviously if we're talking about the injuries on the offense. The defense is really where they attacked in free agency this year. And they went out and they got your JC Jacksons, who's been missing a couple of games. The biggest one was Khalil Mack and the Joey Bosa pairing. Joey Bosa, I suppose, the injured reserve doesn't have the journey name that it once did. It's no longer an eight-week 
you know, spell that you're going to miss. It's four weeks and you can bring as many people back. So putting a player on isn't as devastating as it once was. So Joey Bosa can kind of relax out there for a while. He needs to take that time. But in the meantime, you don't really have that Khalil Mack element as much because, you know, the, the focus now from the free agency was they needed a greater pass rush and now it's taking a, a step back again. Do you think they'll be able to survive while Joey Boss is out or is that element of the game going to take a big step back? I mean, yeah, like obviously you want Joey and Khalil on the field together and Chris Rump, who's going to fill in for Joey, he literally said that about an hour ago in the locker room. He's like, you know, I, I can't step in and replace Joey. You know, like him and he, Joey, or Chris said that Joey and Khalil are future Hall of Famers. So everyone knows yeah. the standard that they set. So for Chris, it's like just come in and just be yourself and, and try to produce. You know, um, you would expect, right, that Khalil is now going to get more attention with Joey out. And we saw that against Jacksonville. Uh, Joey went down in the first quarter. And of course, the Jags are like, okay, well, let's just focus on Khalil. Um, that's probably going to continue going forward. So, Again, it's just an opportunity for for Chris to step up and and play well. Um, You know, he's a young guy. Sometimes your opportunity comes in weird ways. Uh, This is his chance. So, you know, hopefully he can make the most of it. We don't know exactly how long that Joey Boston is going to be out for. I mean, the news is kind of all developing. He only just got put on IOR. But the next games up are, like you said, you have the Texans, you have the Browns, you have Denver and Seattle at home. And then you have the boy. Is that just going to be the focus now for the team? Get through the next five weeks, maybe both is back around then. And kind of like, what is the expectation then coming up to the boy? Like, is it to go two and two? Is it to go three and one? You know, that kind of way. Because you feel like Brandon Sadie's going to get under pressure now. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I'm not thinking about the buy right now. Like coming off a loss like that, you put all your effort and energy and focus into this week because that's what, what really you can, you can change, you know, like, you know, it's the old saying in baseball, right? Like you can't hit, you know, uh, a four, a four run, a grand slam when, when no one's on base, like similar to football, we can't win the next four games or five games Sunday, like step one, let's go to Houston and let's play well and try to get a win. And then you move on to the next week. You know, I, I know I, I get it. Like, you know, before I worked in the NFL, I was a football fan and I know the highs and the lows, you know, that fans go through. And especially when a team had high expectations, like the Chargers do and, and did. Um, but when you're in the NFL, I think, and when you're with a team, it's literally week to week. And I'm not thinking about Cleveland or Denver or Seattle, anything down the road. Like it's on Houston because that's what you have in front of you. So I can't give you a record what they want to be at the bye. Uh, I know uh, the record I'll tell you is that after Sunday, they want to be two and two. Yeah. And I certainly think that they want wins. I suppose it's an especially important part of their schedule because there's so many AFC teams there. And look, I, I picked them for the Super Bowl. I definitely thought they could win the AFC West. We don't know what we get out of the Chiefs, but it's definitely that there's going to be, it's going to be a slobber knocker really for even those wildcard places. And you'd expect that the Chargers have to get in. I mean, surely they still make the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we hope, right? That, that's the goal. The, that's a big picture, like long-term goal. But again, the goal right now is Houston. Um, you know, and I I can't like overstate it enough. Like you just kind of add them up at the end and hope you have enough wins to get in. But in, in order to do that, right, you have to 
you have to win this one. You know, like you can't be focused on the next time you play the Chiefs or the Raiders or whoever. Like it's on it's on Houston, and then you get to two and two hopefully, and then you move on. You know, and and I think that's the mindset you have of of trying to trying to make that playoff push down the road. You have to kind of take care of your business now and, and keep it like a singular one game at a time focus. Absolutely. I suppose another thing that we can't get over here in Ireland, because I know um, some of us have been lucky enough to be over in SoFi, but it's not like we make the trip over that often. How is the home field experience going? There was a lot being made of that for a number of years that a home game for LA might as well be on the East Coast because there was no fans showing up to the stadium. Has this hype now around the team helped improve that? Are, are the games beginning to sell out or getting close to it? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I say that the fan base is growing. I think that's a good way to term it. Um, I mean, SoFi itself is, is gorgeous. Um, you know, like I used to work for the Vikings before this. So they have a great stadium at U.S. Bank Stadium, um, but I put SoFi up there with any in the any in the league. Really, um, it's beautiful. It's a good, a great place to to, to go to work on Sunday for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a shame we didn't see them in the Super Bowl there this year. But again, I'm hoping that they can meet, still pull a Super Bowl run out of this uh, year because again, they're a fantastic team on paper. I think there's a lot of good narratives around them. A real likable team, I suppose, and. Uh, yeah, all I can say is, Eric, thanks for joining us today. Anyone that wants to reach out to Eric or follow him on Twitter, it's at Eric underscore L underscore Smith. Eric, thanks a minute for your time this evening. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.